Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Pros. This is the Fantasy Football Podcast. It is me, Joey P. Joe P. is up here, and it's Monday morning. You know what that means? It's time to hit the waiver wire. Maybe there's not a whole lot of names that can help you. There might be some here, some hidden gems, and we're going to talk about them right here. To help me do that, of course, is always D-Bro, Derek Brown, the king of bros, and Pat Fitzmorris. Pat Fitzmorris, by the way, who was so loyal to the Chicago Bears yesterday on the live stream to Justin Fields to DJ Moore and boy oh boy was he right Mm. unfortunately it didn't go the Bears way but from a fantasy perspective I know that probably hurt Pat to be such just a full-throated endorsement of all those Chicago Bears but I mean everybody stood up and listened (laughs) hopefully you played all those guys hopefully you had a good week four I know it's coming to a close tonight uh but Pat you know going back to Sunday night football too did you find it kind of annoying that every five seconds they had to cut back to you know the diva in the box who wasn't playing football and of course by that I mean Aaron Rodgers did that annoy you every time (laughs) as a Packer fan that they kept going back to Aaron Rodgers to see his his disdain for Zach Wilson and his and his disgruntled mustachioed frown every time things didn't go well. That was really well played, Joe. I just, I don't even know if I can come up with a response to that, but uh, yes, yes, these (laughs) cutaways. uh, And at at times, the action in the, uh, you know, in the crowd was a little more interesting than the action on the field, but uh, hey, credit the Jets for making it a game, but um, yeah, you know, if if there's one person who can steal thunder from uh, Taylor Swift and Blake Lively, I guess it's Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) And Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman. I mean, there was a fun joke to be made, too, like the Hugh Jackman going through the metal detector thing. Nobody made that joke. <laughs> Debro, as a nerd, that kind of disappointed me. Like, they kind of dropped the ball there. Uh, but I will say this, too. If you haven't been reading the primer lately, like, you're doing yourself a disservice because Debro has been crushing that thing. Derek, last week, uh, another phenomenal week, the Puka Nakua stuff, the Alvin Kamara stuff, getting him back in the lineup. Like, I got to say, you know, credit where credit is due, man. It's been a really good start to the season. Last This past Sunday, I feel like, was really strong uh, in particular, and uh, I'm excited for week five. But that being said, D, I mean, here we are. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, last week I was tough on Derek Brown. I saw the comments. It was very fun. <laughs> so I'm trying to be kind here at the top of the show. So look, don't, there's nothing else coming here. I just want you to, to take I your flowers. It's like, like the audience. We, I, I don't know how to take no, this no, right just now. Just take so. your flowers. Take your flowers. I'm going to be nice at the top of the show. All right, let's get to what really matters here, the waiver wire. And, of course, we're going to start with, you know what, the waiver wire sleeper pickup of the week, and it's Jaleel McLaughlin. Did he do that? Yes, he did. 100 total yards for him on offense. He also had an 18-yard score. Of course, he's only 2% rostered for the Denver Broncos. Now, Jaleel McLaughlin stepped in. When, unfortunately, Javante Williams had to step out, it's a hip issue that he's dealing with. He came out of that game. He's going for an MRI today. So I know this is a little dicey gentleman here as we sit at the top, and we, we've declared him the waiver wire pickup of the week. And I'm kind of emphasizing of the week because we don't know right now if it's going to be one week, two weeks, maybe several. Who knows? We're waiting for the results. So this becomes a tricky thing depending on when waivers run. So, Pat, let's start with you on this one because – 
McLaughlin certainly filled in well. He filled in well also against a defense that has struggled mightily this year, the Chicago Bears. So I think a lot of running backs might look better in those circumstances. But uh, if you're going to cut your sleeves off like uh, like Sean Payton and go for it here, what does Jaleel McLaughlin's future, at least in the short term, look like to you? In the short term, I think it looks okay. Like, I, I think he's going to maybe get a little more work than, well, Samaje P. Ryan outsnapped him yesterday. P. Ryan just didn't get a lot of usage, and um, mm-hmm. Julio McLaughlin was ruthlessly efficient with the touches he did get. So, and, uh, you know, he showed burst in the preseason, too. So I think we can be at least mildly excited about him, and, and we've got bye weeks hitting now, Joe. So, um, right. bye weeks, and this is a week when there is not a lot to target on the waiver wire so i think that might drive up bids on jaleel mclaughlin and and maybe pump them up past the point you're comfortable with what do i think he's worth i think he's worth i don't know eight to ten percent this week if you're looking for sort of a short-term solution and maybe they kind of slow play the return of javante williams with what he went through with the acl reconstruction in the offseason uh maybe they're worried about cascading injuries where he comes back prematurely and you know that causes something else to uh get hurt so i could see them being cautious sitting him for two or three weeks and maybe mclaughlin has a little runway here to be fantasy relevant that runway looks like this, Derek Brown. The New York Jets next week, uh, they are in Denver for that game. Then the Kansas City Chiefs, Green Bay Packers, the Kansas City Chiefs again. So you're getting the two Chiefs games there. Uh, and then they hit the bye in week nine. So a, a tough stretch here, theoretically, uh, facing the Jets defense, Kansas City twice, and the Packers. That being said, let's talk about your opinion of where McLaughlin fits in in terms of the hierarchy in price and fab that you want to spend on this guy who might be a short-term solution. But as to Pat's point, you know, because Javante is coming off the ACL, maybe, you know, as they continue to you know, kind of get off to a slow start. And I'll tell you what, the start doesn't look much better with the Kansas City Chiefs coming up twice in the next four weeks. Do you think maybe they do hold Williams back a little bit more and they are cautious and that's a good thing from McLaughlin's value? Well, the way I'm looking at him and, I, and I've been kind of stewing or at least sitting here pondering my thoughts, whatever Pat's uh, talking about, Jaleel. And with McLaughlin, I've, I put it into the sheet here. Five to seven percent of fab. And the more I've thought about this, I think like we need to be at Pat's level, maybe a little bit more aggressive. Only if we're looking at the long and short term approach here. Um, I was prepared to come on this show and be like, ah, forget about it. Don't worry about him. But the more I think about it, like Samaji Piran has not been fantastic. Nope. Javante Williams has been they've been nursing him back to health. And now with this injury and and the other thing about it we see these type of compensatory injuries and i'm not saying that's exactly what this is but we see injuries pop up first year off an acl for running backs that's nothing new so mclaughlin the more that i sit here and think about it i'm like okay not only does he have a runway of maybe one to two weeks maybe he could have a runway for the rest of the season considering if anything happens to javante williams not only is he out but the other thing that could happen in this backfield is just he hops Samaje Piran because Piran's not look good, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, what if McLaughlin is the RB2 in this backfield? He has a standalone role for the rest of the season because, I mean, after this injury, 
Do we see them like ramping up Javante Williams to 15 to 20 touches? Like even when he comes back to this, like they could just not get to that point this year. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, and McLaughlin overtakes Samaje, which I don't think is going to take him much to do because he is a talented runner. I mean, we're looking at a guy for the preseason, 3.1 yards after contact per attempt in college, 1.2 yards per route run. He has the ability to play in both phases. So the more I've thought about this, I'm with Pat, 8 to 10%. Nope. Okay. And to be honest, if you're struggling at running back and especially in PPR leagues, because we are see there are checking the ball down in Denver to the running back. Sean Payton uses those guys in the passing game. Maybe we should be more towards the 10 to 12 percent mark. Makes sense to me. He did have three receptions on the three targets for 32 yards. That's where the touchdown came as well. Uh, not the biggest guy too, five seven one eighty seven, mm-hmm. but it's a different NFL. Uh, I mean, you can see it every single week here. The Tank Dells of the world, the Devon Achans of the world it is a whole different universe we're living in. Of course, that's the sleeper waiver wire pickup of the week. Don't forget to play all of your leagues on sleeper. I know I do, uh, or as many as I possibly can. Everybody who knows me knows that. Derek Brown knows. Pat knows. Before we move forward, here i want to remind everybody if you drop a comment below here on the channel and you subscribe to fancy pros youtube you could win a christian mccaffrey san francisco 49ers signed jersey courtesy of betting pros again we want you to bet smarter not harder so join betting pros today go subscribe to that channel too but all you have to do to win this one again subscribe to the channel drop a comment below here on the waiver wire podcast like you always do anyway and turn that bell on for notifications to lick those dings so you know if you're the big winner. Christian McCaffrey's always a big winner, scoring touchdowns at an alarming rate, 13 games in a row, not too shabby. So this is one you're going to want. All you 49er fans, all you CMC fans, drop the comments below, subscribe to Fantasy Pros, and win the CMC jersey. Running backs. So let's get after the next guys on the list here. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, 33% rostered there. Uh, Another running back that we've talked about in the past, Pat, who has the ability to, you know, potentially if Miles Sanders' health doesn't cooperate, that Chuba Hubbard would be in for a bigger workload. Uh, Your thoughts on Chuba Hubbard this week? Because I know he's a guy that's come up in the past, but do you think it's more imperative now that we're, you know, almost five weeks into the season to be adding him and adding that RV depth? Yeah, I mean, he's not a bad guy to have because he has some standalone value and he is a an important handcuff who could potentially gain a lot of value if anything happened to Miles Sanders. And Miles Sanders is right now not at full health. So, um, yeah, I like him. I mean, you have some concerns about the potency of the Panthers offense, which has not exactly uh, been, you know, humming like a, a finely tuned machine so far. But still, I think Chuba is a, a solid ad. I mean, not worth a lot of money, but if he's out there on waivers, worth a, a small bid, five to six percent. Debro, uh, your thoughts on Chuba Hubbard again, up to 33% on sleeper right now in terms of uh, rostership. Uh, do you think Chuba is a guy that people should be rostering as Pat alluded to as well. The buys are coming here. You should roster him, but I'm not. I mean, I'm below Pat one to two percent. If I miss out, I'm on waivers. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get the upside case, and he has played well in limited time this year. Like five point zero yards after contact per attempt is good. But again, I'm going to point back to the context of this offense. 
even Miles Sanders at the volume is not doing a whole heck of a lot with it. I don't think Chuber was going to be that much more um, better with the volume if he were to get the job. So I see the upside case for him. I'm just not that interested. All right. Are you interested at all in Jamal Williams? I know we just got uh, <laughs> returning Alvin Kamara. We were very excited about that. That worked out well, especially when Derek Carr came back and was limited in terms of how he could throw the football. It was going to be obviously Alvin Kamara's season, but Jamal Williams theoretically does have a role in this offense too, especially around the goal line. He is 54% rostered, so still pretty high, D, but still available in almost half of leagues. Do you think people should be trying to add him now? It depends on your bench and stuff. Like, I think uh, Williams is worth a pickup. But again, he's another guy. Just toss all the rest of these running backs, like, for the majority of them in the bucket and say, if I get them, cool. If I don't, oh, well, I'll just move on to the next handcuff that I can pick up for 1% to 2%. And I'm not going to sit here and rule out the fact of Jamal Williams, like, they gave him the contract. I'm not going to rule out the fact of Kendra Miller taking over that RB2 role as we move through the season. So I don't want to overspend for Williams. Pat, what are your thoughts on Williams, too? Are you in the same spot? as Derek, where you don't want to overpay? Yeah, Debro summed it up well, and I think maybe I'm even less interested than he is. I mean, Jamal (laughs) Williams doesn't really add any value as a pass catcher. He does have Kendra Miller possibly behind him, uh, ready to move up on the depth chart, and he's got Alvin Kamara ahead of him. And, uh, you know, this is not really an explosive offense. So, I don't know. Jamal doesn't really interest me all that much. All right. Fair enough. You know, what should interest everybody is DraftKings. And we're back for another week of football. And DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. So new customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. That's exciting. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups and walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. No, no, no. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this coming month. So football is more fun when you have some, you know, a little bit of action in on the game. So download the app now and sign up with the promo code fantasy pros. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with that promo code fantasy pros. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY to 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort KS. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana, 21 or over age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus best expire after seven days issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Let's see if we want to put a crown on Jeffrey Wilson Jr. Uh, Derek Brown, this is one of your guys historically, but... Devon A. Chan looked very good. Raheem Mostert has been good all year. I know it was a disappointing week in Buffalo for the Miami Dolphins, but is Wilson somebody people should be rostering? Because right now, he's available in 80% of leagues, rostered in just 22%. Your thoughts on Jeffrey Wilson, D? Uh, he's another one to two percenter. Um, I wish I could say it was higher than that. Um, but look, I, I, I think that if you were going to compare Jeff Wilson versus Chuba Hubbard and Jamal Williams, I think he's at the top of that heap. Uh, that might surprise people. But the, I mean, honestly, the Miami Dolphins are one of the best offenses in the NFL. Red zone trips, everything. But I'm just going to sit here and use this part of my talking point to just give flowers to Pat Fitzmorris here. I mean, Devon <laughs> Chan, he said pay aggressively. That's his dude. 
And look, we got the reports yesterday. I was in uh, our FP Slack, and I was like, I'm moving HN up. He's going up into the top 15 because they said they're going to give him more of the workload. And it happened, man. And he crushed. So flowers for Fitz. And that leaves me a little bit less than enthused than I thought I would be hopping on this show about El Jefe. I'm, I know it's very depressing. It's sad for you. But, you know, Fitz, you also warned everybody, don't believe everything you hear when it comes to all that stuff, right? You were saying yesterday, I remember on the live stream Sunday, you and I, and join us every Sunday on the live streams, right? We take you from 10 to 12. We answer questions. We talk about what's going on leading up to the games. But Pat, you were warning everybody, don't always listen to the noise because sometimes they say they're going to increase workload and it doesn't always happen or game script doesn't follow. Well, game script didn't follow. But you know what? They did follow the lead there. They absolutely did uh, give HN more work. Yeah, he got more work and um, cashed in on it. And now, I mean, we're looking at six touchdowns in two weeks, which is pretty exciting. So, um, bad. And look, I am interested in adding Jeff Wilson as a stash if I have room for him, because I would rather have the third running back on the Miami Dolphins offense than I think the second back <laughs> on the New Orleans Saints offense. I mean, this is fair. Mm -hmm. This is an offense that can support two fantasy relevant running backs. And if anything were to happen to either Mostert or HN, um, Wilson becomes one of the top two. And there's fantasy value to that. So and this is a guy who also has some history with Mike McDaniel, who's been just a nice Swiss army knife, jack of all trades type back in San Francisco mm -hmm. and Miami. So I I think he's worth a little bit of a bid. And the nice thing is, I don't think you're going to have to go too far out over your skis to acquire Jeff Wilson this mm -hmm. week. Like That's there's not going to be a lot of heat right. for him on the waiver wire a great point he's probably really cheap or even in a trade as a tossback piece just to have the insurance policy of having another mm -hmm. back in that miami dolphins backfield so really smart stuff there it's not always about you know spending all the cash sometimes it's about you know good acquisitions that could pay off not necessarily in week five but maybe in week 10 remember it's a very long season uh it might be a short season for some of these guys i want to talk about next who to drop so if julio mclaughlin is our number one ad this week at running back right Kareem Hunt. Pat, are you ready to drop Kareem Hunt after the first two weeks you've seen him here with the Cleveland Browns? I know things didn't go well for the Browns on Sunday, but do you think Kareem Hunt is droppable for living in the moment of Jaleel McLaughlin? Yeah, the surface stats weren't pretty. Five carries for 12 yards yesterday, but um, we <laughs> no, know were not. <laughs> things were kind of doomed from the start when we had that surprise scratch of Deshaun Watson and they had to throw the rookie in on short notice. Um but I don't know. There's kind of a silver lining around Hunt's usage. Like he only played 15 snaps, but on those 15 snaps, he either had a carry or ran a route on 13 of them. So while he is the clear number two, I think, behind Jerome Ford, um, this is going to be a good team. We know the Browns have a good defense, didn't have a great game defensively against the Ravens, but like they're going to be in games. They're going to have a lot of run friendly game scripts. And I think Hunt is actually a decent backup running back to have on your team. So I'm not that eager to cut him you know if you have to you have to it's a bye week you might need to make moves but um he's a guy i'd be trying to hold all right Debro, uh, are you trying to hold kareem hunt or would you drop him for some of these more insurance policy backs that we're talking about because he's an insurance policy back too to a certain degree I was never on the pickup Kareem Hunt train. I so know, you, but it doesn't matter. Now we're can, here, so those people can drop him. him. Okay, you can drop him. You should have okay. never had him. Totally All fine right, with what it. about AJ Dillon, Derek Brown? Uh, AJ Dillon, Bye. five attempts, Bye -bye. eleven yards. Uh, when he got the full run of the backfield before that, eleven attempts, thirty-three. You're already saying goodbye, so I guess there's nothing left to say. So you would drop AJ Dillon for Jaleel McLaughlin. 
Yeah, cheesehead uh, Josh Kelly. That's all that AJ Dillon is. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Pat Fitzmorris, do you agree or disagree? Is it too early to drop AJ Dillon despite the fact that he has not looked good this year? He has not looked good. And with Aaron Jones out in weeks two and three, AJ Dillon didn't do anything. So, yeah, he can go. With Jones back, I mean, there's just no value whatsoever. Let's take a quick break in the action to tell you about the best way to buy tickets this summer and all year round. I love live events. Everybody who follows me on social media knows that I'm out the wrestling shows. I'm out at the concerts. I'm out everywhere. And you get all these fees for all these events and they suck. They just suck. You know it. I know it. Customer service is terrible. Coordinating with friends is just a hot mess. It's a nightmare. But then I discovered Fanimal. And the great thing about Fanimal is it's got tickets to everything. Concerts, festivals, basketball, baseball games, hockey games, and of course, NFL. And there's no fees. That's right. You heard me. No fees. The price you see is the price you actually pay. What a concept. Fanimal is the cheapest place on the internet to get tickets for anything you want to go attend. So we've all experienced how painful it is to coordinate events with friends and you always end up fronting a bunch of money, right? And then you're chasing down this guy or that girl to get reimbursed. And if they flake, then you're stuck with the bill, but not a Fanimal. No, no, no. At Fanimal, they have something amazing. They have the patented group purchase, and that makes it easy to split payments with your friends so nobody's left holding the bag. You don't commit until your friends do. You just pick the seats, pick how many tickets you want, and you pay for yourself, not everybody else, and send the link to your friends to do the same. And when they join your group, everybody gets charged separately and your tickets are secured. Plus, you could stack cash by inviting friends 10 bucks every time someone joins your group. Ka-ching! Let's go. Oh, yeah. Fanimal has amazing customer service too. Don't forget about that. Take my word for it. Check out their hundreds of five-star reviews. And next time you need tickets, go right to Fanimal.com or download the Fanimal app and use that promo code FANIMALPROS. That's FANIMALPROS for $20 off your purchase. No fees. Make it simple. Check out Fanimal today and experience more. And now back to the action. All right, I'm going to run through some names here. Justice Hill, Ezekiel Elliott, Rico Dowdle. I know Elijah Mitch is a guy we talked about last week too. Tank Bigsby, Taji Spears. Spears and Mitchell, I think we've already established, are guys that should probably be rostered because the upside of having them on your bench is great if there is an injury to the person ahead of them. I know McCaffrey was great yesterday. I know Derrick Henry was great yesterday. But again, it's just one week. Anything can happen. Be prepared. But there's names like Ronnie Rivers floating around there too, Pat. Is there anybody out there you think is worth another roster stash potentially in this running back group of free agents? Well, you hit on it, Joe, as far as Mitchell and Spears being, I think, the truly valuable handcuffs, the guys who could potentially be impact guys if the starters ahead of them got hurt. I would maybe add Tank Bigsby to that list, and I would maybe add Rico Dowdle to that list. Um, you know, Ronnie Rivers, I'm not quite as sure about. I, I guess, you know, he's the guy who's in there playing if anything happens to Kyron Williams. And, and we've seen that when a back is going to get that much usage in the Rams backfield, um, there's fantasy value to that. So yeah, Ronnie Rivers, maybe especially if you've got bigger rosters and like, I'm not big into handcuffing before November, but um, if you're the Kyron <laughs> Williams owner, I don't know, maybe you want to back that up with Ronnie Rivers. Pat's more of a holiday handcuff kind of guy, just in case you want to know what's going on. <laughs> Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving you is handcuffing time, Joe. That's handcuffing time. <laughs> <laughs> I have so many jokes. They've and cuffing f- and stuffing time, <laughs> baby. <laughs> wow. Uh, you know, I had so many jokes flow to the front of my cerebral cortex there. And then uh, Derek Brown just 
<laughs> hit it out of the park with that one. I'm going to leave that there. Just let everybody sit on that one. All right, let's Man. get to uh, the wide receivers. Wide receivers. I know everyone's talking about Jameson Williams and that reduction of the suspension. We'll get to him in a second. There is a guy who's rostered in 66% of leagues that I know, Pat, you're still of the mind that that's too low. So I know there's 10 team leagues out there and even 18 teams out there, you know, leagues, but Quentin Johnson rostered in 66%. Pat, you're thinking that's already something that's wrong. So before we even get to the guys who are 50 and under, basically, this is one dude that you kind of like just sending out the flare that, hey, everybody, Quentin Johnson should be rostered in your league. Is that correct? Absolutely. And he is in Yahoo leagues. He is rostered in under half of of all leagues. And he should absolutely be rostered as a guy who is a potential, I mean, a first round draft pick. So we know there's talent there. And Mm -hmm. as a possible alpha type X receiver, like Quentin Johnston fits that prototype. He just needs to have better hands. Like that's his only issue is that he has drop problems sometimes. But um, I mean, I think he has a, a higher ceiling than Jamison Williams simply because the Chargers are never going to <laughs> endeavor to run the ball in the same sort of way the Lions did against the Green Bay Packers on Thursday where David Montgomery had 32 carries. The Chargers are not all about that. You're not going to be seeing any Charger running backs with 32 carries this year. So in a passing offense triggered by Justin Herbert and uh, with Quentin Johnston as one of the top three receivers, yes, he should be rostered. Debro, uh, to Pat's point, also talking about Quentin Johnson, the drops are something that you can fix. Like that's something you can work on. Yeah. It's hard to make yourself faster. It's hard to make yourself you know, into a more athletic human. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody works out. They're all, you know, obviously trying to do everything they can to up their athletic game. But Quentin Johnson was a very special player at TCU. It was a big reason of why they went to that national championship game, even though they got their doors blown off. My question for you is, were you with Pat, too, where it's like, hey, 50 percent in Yahoo, that's that's ridiculous. It is utterly ridiculous. Okay. Like, I, and, and I, I get people's points on, OK, he has not hit the ground running like Tank Dell, like Puka Dakua, like we want to see out of rookies. We're four games in. Right. Like, can, can we all just kind of chill out with that? Like, we're not even half the way into his rookie season. We just barely are a quarter of the way in. And people are like, oh, well, he could be the next Rager. I don't know what's going to happen. He is I'm like, not Jalen Rager. That, that's ridiculous. Pump the brakes here, man. Like, pump the brakes. I love that everybody the forgets, too. still real. That, like, there's Hall of Famers that had drops issues and when they when they were yes. came into the league uh, jerry rice had terrible drop issues the greatest receiver ever and i'm not saying quentin johnson's that tony gonzalez had drop issues he became Deontay arguably johnson, the best we talked about drops for years I mean, come on and it doesn't freaking matter that's one thing it you doesn't can matter. fix and that's a confidence thing and that's also it's a lot of things so everyone's on board with quentin johnson so spend up for quentin johnson make sure you get him on your rosters jameson williams d bro rostered in 53 percent of leagues now that he's coming back a game sooner um, we've seen Sam Laporta be very good in this offense. Obviously, mm-hmm. Amon Ross St. Brown is the sun god for a reason. Do you think Jameson Williams is somebody that you want to roster and you think is playable here, especially with the bye weeks coming up? Oh, absolutely. Um, I, I mean, look, 8 to 12%, bid aggressively, get him on your rosters. I mean, you're not only buying into an uber-talented player, and everybody wants to say, like, okay, well, the star is dimmed because we haven't seen him play. For me... Absence has made the heart grow fonder, people. Like, I'm ready to insert him into my lineups. I'm ready. Like, if he's going to be a full time player, 
than what he's getting airdropped into because let's talk about the Detroit offense. Eighth in total yards per game. Seventh in explosive passing rate. And oh, dear Lord, Jared Goff is top five in deep ball <laughs> passing grade and completion rate. We've seen what this type of role looks like in this offense. Josh Reynolds has been a name that like we've talked about on this show. Yep. People have played. Yep. He's had good weeks. If Jamison Williams is better Josh Reynolds, what can he do in this offense? People want difference makers. QJ could be a difference maker down the stretch. So could Jamison Williams. I agree. Uh, this was a big play wide receiver in Alabama. Um, he was that guy that really just would change the dynamic of a game. Mechie was the guy that moved the chains for that team, but it was Jameson Williams who really took the top off the defense. So that's an interesting piece of this Lions attack fits that they really don't have. Do you think that Williams can finally, after all this waiting we've done for two years for him, finally deliver? Yeah, I know it's frustrating that we have not gotten the full dose of Jameson Williams yet. And uh, here we are, you know, in year two and, and maybe five games in, we'll finally start to see it. Um, I don't know if we're going to see the consistent contributions that we might be able to see from Quentin Johnston in the Chargers offense. I think it's going to be pretty hit or miss with Jamison. He's got that sort of profile. I mean, he could be a Deshaun Jackson type where, um, you know, there are droughts where it's uh, two catches for 16 yards and three catches for 37 and then seven for 175 and two touchdowns. Um, I, I think we could see that kind of erratic production from Jamison Williams. But, hey, man, those 175-yard two touchdown games will, uh, you know, they, they'll cover up a lot of the stink right. of the lesser usage game. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking he is a worthwhile player to target. I, I would still rather so have So what does Quentin that mean price-wise, like percentage-wise? Yeah, I know you'd I mean, rather have Quinn Johnson, but let's say price between the two of them, like in terms of percentage, we're talking about 10% for Quinn Johnson, like 8% for Williams, or are you like 10 and above for both these guys? Yeah, I'm calibrating it to need. Of course, I'd be willing to go up to sure. you know 15% or more for either guys if I was really hurting at wide receiver and if I had buy issues in week five. Um, but I think at, at minimum... I want to price and force with Jamison Williams and, and throw out eight to nine, mm. no matter what. I don't think that's going to get him this week, but um, I, I do want to price and force with a player like that and not let someone walk away with Jamison Williams for four or five percent of their fab budget. Debro, what's your price uh, in terms of fab percentage for Williams? Um, so the, the Williams versus QJ talk, I think they're in the same ballpark. Okay. I mean, I said, so for QJ, just to, tie a bow on this 10 to 12 percent go aggressively if you need to same thing with jmo it's 10 to 12 percent 10 to 12 percent um, yeah i mean i want to be bidding aggressively for both these guys and pat's talking about like well look like could we be looking at the here and now can they be guys for you know that can win you a week and that's the whole thing it's like if you're starting one of these guys in your wide receiver three or flex spot because at this point of the season that's probably where they're going to end up if they make your lineup to get that type of league winning upside on any type of week, that's what puts you over the top is winning from the mm -hmm. flex, man. Yeah, I agree. I think he's a great flex play. I think both of them have the potential, but Williams is the more immediate one. Two more guys, obviously with the T Higgins injury, Tyler Boyd news is going to happen and people are familiar with Tyler Boyd. It was a rough day at the office for the Cincinnati Bengals, especially that offensive line and Joe Burrow was a terrible day for them. 50% rostered. Debro, any interest in Tyler Boyd? None. Really? Yeah, I mean, you want to have you really... <laughs> need the depth. I mean, you must be decimated at wide receiver, but no, I have no interest in Tyler Boyd. And I, 
My whole thing is we keep playing this whole like scenario of, okay, when T Higgins or Jamar Chase is out, Tyler Boyd does great. But we haven't seen that ever come to fruition over the last few years. Well, like, like, it's hard to look at anything Tyler good Boyd, after yesterday. Yesterday was abysmal. I mean, <laughs> Tyler Boyd, the last time that he topped 70 receiving yards was week seven of last season. And that's including the playoffs. So the production and the narrative for Tyler Boyd don't meet up. So no, if you, if you really need somebody 1% past that, nah, you can avoid Matt, it. are you where Derek is when it comes to Tyler Boyd? Do you think there's more upside here or need potentially in this offense for Tyler no, Boyd? I am with the wise Derek Brown on this. And I had Tyler Boyd in a couple of leagues last year. And I thought there was going to be a target windfall when uh, either T Higgins or Jamar Chase were hurt. Didn't really come to fruition. Like his numbers were not horrible, but somewhat disappointing in those games where other uh Cincinnati starters were out and that was with the Bengals offense humming Joe the Bengals offense mm-hmm. is decidedly not humming right now so I'm not really interested in Boyd what about Jaden Reed this is a guy that I actually had to pick up last week again I had dropped him and I picked him up in a couple leagues too uh, I like Jaden Reed Fitz he's 38% rostered I feel like this is a guy that should be closer to that 50% mark and he's not and I know it's Christian Watson's back so I know a lot of people are going to sour on Reed but I think for a rookie he's actually kind of handled himself pretty well for the opening of a season which is not something we've seen a lot of rookies do so far right Pat? Yeah he's really good with the ball in his hands he is just um, I think he's going to have a pretty long and productive Mm -hmm. NFL career and I know people Mm -hmm. aren't totally sold on the Packers passing game yet and and neither am I for that matter and now Watson is back (laughs) and Romeo Dobbs is getting you know Romeo Dobbs had a really nice day in week four so yeah, they're wondering how much production there is, how much meat on the bone there is for Jaden Reed. Like, I'm just willing to buy into the talent and have him at the end of my bench. Three for five, 55 yards. Also, the two point conversion on uh, Thursday night. Uh, your thoughts on Jaden Reed, Derek Brown? Yeah, um, two, three percent bid. Mm-hmm. I'm with Pat on this one. I love the talent. Um, I think his role and Pat's brought this up on previous shows. Um, his role in this offense just caps his 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 snaps and stuff because how often the Packers run whether it's 21 or 12 personnel you're looking at a guy that's never going to get to that 80 to 90 percent route per dropback rate Mm -hmm. I mean he's hovering close to 70 percent right now but again this is a guy you're betting on talent and you're betting on the efficiency and so far he's producing in that way 17 percent target share almost 2.0 yards per route run and with those type of metrics yeah I mean I've got interest but we just have to keep our we just have to keep our like how we're You're valuing the him. expectations of, of what it could be. Yeah, but, I mean, we have to keep that in check. But doesn't he he's define, never going to be a ninety percent route guy? But Derek, doesn't he define by weak wide receiver flex guy? Like yep. uh, you know, like to me, yep. this is exactly Absolutely. the kind of dude you, you pounce on it now because in a few weeks from now, when everyone's like rushing, you are going to pay way more to try to get him on your yep. roster. So pay less, get him now. You should have listened last week, but whatever, it's fine. It was st- I still love you anyway, everybody. We still love you. Let's talk about maybe guys to drop. I'm going to talk about two guys from Baltimore, maybe not from Baltimore, but playing for Baltimore, Odell Beckham Jr. and Rashad Bateman. Look, I was not big on either of these guys coming into the year. Everybody knows I'm Team Zay Flowers all day long. Uh, Derek Brown, is it safe to drop either of these two Baltimore wideouts? Bye-bye. And that makes me really I know. sad. You love uh, Rashad not for Bateman. OBJ, you but Rashad it. Bateman. But the fact of the matter is, and... <sighs> It's just it's be a real time. He's playing a full time mm-hmm. role. He wasn't able to draw targets. Now he's injured again with a hamstring injury. But what we've seen on the field this year does not look like the Rashad Bateman that we saw or I saw as a prospect. 
The injuries really seem to have taken a toll. Um, he's not earning targets even when he was out there for almost 70% route share. So bye-bye. Fitzy, are you bidding adieu to the Baltimore duo of wide receivers as well? Like Debro, I loved Bateman when he was at the University of Minnesota. I thought he was a terrific prospect. But yes, yeah, something, uh, it's just not the same right now. Um, nope. Believe it or not, like I, I've not been an Odell Beckham guy, but I, I kind of want to hold him. I, I like what this Ravens offense is doing with Todd Monken. Like okay. Lamar Jackson is getting rid of the ball really quickly. And in the last iteration of Odell Beckham that we really got a good look at when he was with the Rams, he had turned into kind of this short area receiver, much like his uh, college teammate Jarvis Landry, where he was just operating really close to the line of scrimmage, kind of a, an end zone specialist. Like, I think that might work in this Todd Monken offense. So. I kind of want to hang on to him if I can. And don't forget, everybody, uh, whatever happens in tonight's game on Monday Night Football, we always update the waiver wire column. Our waiver wire column is up and running live right now on FantasyPros.com. Pat puts a tremendous amount of effort and work into that every single week. And, uh, and it bro. does get updated as well. And D-Bro as well. Yeah, I guess he's there, too. And also, uh, don't forget, if you need extra help, too, looking at all of your different leagues, make sure you sync all your leagues to my playbook so you can see who's available in each of those leagues as we're talking about these players, because you could search, see who's got who, who's still on the waiver wire. Use the waiver wire assistant to help you out. Again, that's fantasypros.com slash my playbook or just download the app. It's free. Use it. It's brilliant. Use more of it when you upgrade at fantasypros.com slash premium as well. A few other names real quick at wide receiver, and then we'll get to some of the streamers of the week because uh, some of the names on this list, Michael Wilson, splash play guy for the Arizona Cardinals, who have been really plucky. I just I, That's all I'm going to say about the Cardinals. They're plucky. They're the definition. Terrace Marshall, Rashid Shahid, another guy that D-Bros love, but obviously maybe now a little more limited with Derek Carr's injury. Josh Downs, Marvin Mims, Kendrick Bourne. Fitzy, Marvin Mims is the guy that I want. I just want talent on my roster. I feel like he's talent on my roster. I just want to put him on my roster. I'm going to say that. One more time. I want him on my roster, Fitz. Do you want him on yours? I'm going to defer to Debra on this one. I'm not quite as enamored. I, I do think he's talented. Um, I just like I don't want to make the assumption of rational coaching here. And I agree that Mims should be playing. <laughs> Mims should be playing ahead of Brandon Johnson and uh, little Jordan Humphrey oh, or yes. whoever else. The uh, oh. Sean McVay offensive uh, McVay and his coaches want to throw in there. But um even if he does work his way to being the third receiver we want him to be, like he's still got to share targets with Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. And this isn't one yeah, of the but more Pat, does he like at some point to the Broncos? Look, these next couple of weeks, we just talked about the Broncos schedule, right? I mean, are they going to split with the Chiefs? I don't think so. Like they're they're looking at a one and seven, you know, or a two and five. Like they're looking at a bad situation here. So at what point, maybe a Judy or a Cortland Sutton's a guy you move on from as Sean Payton starts to remake this team, and all of a sudden then Mims becomes really interesting. Little Del Derek Brown, let's talk to you about this. Like, why isn't Marvin Mims rostered in more leagues at this point? People hate talent. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, you know, man. Like, I love Marvin Mims, and I think he's a fantastic pickup. I think you're looking at a trio of wide receivers that could be difference makers down the stretch of the season in QJ, JMO, and Marvin Mims. And Marvin Mims might be the cheapest of all of them. So you need to be rostering him. Like, walking into this week, this man had an 83.2 PFF receiving grade and 7.2 
yards per route run. And he didn't do anything to change any of those mm. numbers except keep producing with 3.9 yards per route run. I don't know why Peyton isn't playing him. He needs to do it. But every time this guy gets on the field, he produces. Yeah, I, big time. Big time into Marvin Mims. Stash him now. I agree. All right, let's go to uh, some of the streamers this week. Let's start a quarterback. Quarterbacks, tight ends, and defenses. Derek Brown. Uh, I mean, what more does CJ Stroud have to do? I feel like, right? I mean, that's got to be the guy, right? It's definitely the guy. And 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 I don't understand. When we were looking this up last night for the show, I was like, "There's no way that CJ Stroud is under fifty percent." But here we are. QB ten. QB ten on the year, folks. I don't get it, man. Just saying. People are still like. What about the S2 scores? Uh, It's ridiculous, dude. It's all the ridiculous narratives that came out next to the NFL draft are getting body bags. CJ Stroud is that dude going up against Atlanta. As long as you do not throw at AJ Terrell, you can have a fantastic day. You too can have a fantastic day versus the Atlanta Falcons. So yes, plug and play CJ Stroud. Fitz, you've got somebody too on your list for streaming QB. Who is it? Yeah, Stroud would be my first choice, but Sam Howell not far behind, and I I still don't know exactly what to make of Sam Howell. Every time I I look at him and think he's pretty good, then he'll turn around and like look terrible for a little while, and then I'll think he's terrible and plays well again like he did against the Eagles on Sunday. So um, I don't know what to make of him, but I do know what to make of the Chicago Bears defense uh, whom he faces on Thursday night. And it's bad. It's really bad. They they mm-hmm. can't generate any pass rush. They've got injuries in the secondary. I think Howell is going to pick his teeth with the Bears pass defense on Thursday. Yeah, especially on a short week. That does not sound like I mean, the Bears don't prepare well anyway. Less time doesn't seem to be a good thing for them, potentially. Let's go to tight end uh, here. Fitz, who do you have as a streaming tight end this week? Luke Musgrave. Uh, I know he sustained a concussion, but since he did so on Thursday, probably a pretty good chance he is able to come back and play in week five. And uh, as a wise man named Derek Brown noted in our waiver article this week, um, entering week four among 45 qualifying tight ends, Musgrave ranked 17th in yards per route run, 10th in yards after the catch per reception. And, uh, you know, he's had a reasonably good target share, route participation. The usage has been very good. I know everyone is now looking for the next Sam Laporta, and maybe uh, Luke Musgrave is the uncovered, unmined gem uh, that we got earlier with Laporta. All right, now sticking with the Sam Howell narrative, Debro, you've got Logan Thomas this week, right, as a streaming tight end. Yep, I sure do. Um, I think that he could walk into, I think, honestly, if you need to stream a tight end for not only this coming week, for the next two weeks, Logan Thomas should be on your radar. I get that he only got a 7% target share last week, but you look at week one, 22% target share, 24% area yard share. There is some meat on the bone to be had here. And now with these next two matchups versus the Chicago Bears and Atlanta Falcons, these two teams have given up the 10th and fourth most fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends. Logan Thomas could be a top 12 guy for the next two weeks all right let's talk about defense Debro, who do you want to stream this week and take advantage of a good matchup why are the detroit lions still out there they're they're, <laughs> they're only rostered in 10 percent of leagues and i don't understand it like has nobody been watching what this defense is doing they have an elite run defense they have a top 10 pressure rate their secondary is playing really good like they should not be out there and now you're telling me they're going against the carolina panthers and bryce young who can't throw the ball past six yards down the field oh 
Giddy up, baby. <laughs> All right. So Detroit's getting picked up. Fitz, you're just sticking with the uh, the Washington narrative, I believe, today, huh? Yeah, I'm sticking on the pick on the Chicago Bears narrative, Joe. And um, <laughs> like someone yelled at me on Twitter last week for having the Denver Broncos as my eighth ranked team defense because they were going up against the Chicago Bears. This was, of course, after the Broncos gave up the 70 burger to the Dolphins uh, in week three. But, you know, I just said to this guy, like, you, you might have noticed the Bears defense or offense is not as good as the Miami offense. And sure enough. Uh, the Broncos obliged me by getting four sacks, a fumble six, and an interception. And uh, we're one of the top defenses of week four. So play Washington, 25% rostered against the Bears. Justin Fields, the most sacked quarterback of 2022, on pace to maybe be the most sacked quarterback of 2023. And uh, he's already been responsible for two defensive touchdowns. He's thrown five interceptions in four games target the Chicago Bears with your streaming defenses. All right, Fitz, let's help out everybody here uh, who needs to just make straight waiver wire claims. No free agent budget. Give me the top five waiver wire ads for week five. Quentin Johnston by a nose over Jamison Williams. Uh, Jaleel McLaughlin third. Luke Musgrave fourth to solve those tight end problems. And uh, the streaming Sam Howell fifth. All right, D-Bro, your top five for week five. Uh, Jamison Williams and Quentin Johnston are my top one and two. They're in a tier by themselves. Then Jaleel McLaughlin, Marvin Mims is number four, and Logan Thomas is number five. And this is with a caveat if CJ Stroud is not out there. Mm -hmm. If CJ Stroud is out there, I would pick him up even if you have tight end problems over Logan Thomas as my fifth player. All right, let's take a quick listener mailbag question. This one's from Ty stick eight, eight, eight. What should I do with Joe Burrow in dynasty leagues uh, that I'm actually competing in? Would you sell low in exchange for maybe a CJ Stroud and a second round pick? What are your thoughts, guys? I mean, Burrow was one of those coveted guys in dynasty. This is your wheelhouse. You're the dynasty podcast host in the offseason fits. What do you do? Are you just going to bite the bullet with Burrow or are you going to make a deal? It's funny. I don't know if the um, the Stroud stakeholders giving up Stroud in a second for Burrow at this point. As good as Stroud has looked, that guy's Ooh. probably buzzing with excitement right now. So I don't know if you're even getting that. Boy, that is tough. If you are contending right now, I mean, uh, yeah, if you really have designs on a championship, you might have to sell a little bit low on Joe Burrow because I don't think he is going to provide you with what you're looking for this year or maybe not until at least like the latter part of November on. Like you're going to have to wait. And if, if you're jockeying for playoff position, maybe you don't want to wait. All right. There you have it, everybody. Make sure you use my playbook to get more waiver wire help. Check out fantasybros.com too for the waiver wire article and all of our content for waiver wire. We've got a ton of it more than anybody. And it's the best ones out there. Plus our YouTube channel. Always. We have waiver wire related content here, videos, this podcast, all of it's here. Make sure you subscribe because when you do, you just might win a, uh, a little Christian McCaffrey Jersey, not too shabby there. Thanks to uh, us over here, uh, over on the fantasy pros and betting pros site. So, uh, that, do it for us but the story of the game goes on for Derek brown and pat fitzmorris i'm joey p we'll see you next time kids thanks for listening to the fantasy pros fantasy football podcast follow us on x instagram and tiktok at fantasy pros and subscribe to our youtube channel at youtube.com slash fantasy pros
Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.